the Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. He fronts the most successful reggae band of all time. And for exactly UB 40 years, it's only ever been a labour of love. He's announcing an arena tour next April, warming up for Carfe. Best next summer. And quite frankly, we've always loved the way you do the things you do. UB40's Ali Campbell. Oh, UB40 featuring Ali Campbell on the main stage of Coffers for the first time ever. Ali on the line now. Good morning, Ali. Good morning, Chris. How are you? <laughs> Ali, I am fantastic. I'm so grateful that you're playing our beautiful festival. I saw you play in the summer this year and you were off the chain, my friend. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, is, was that with The Who? We were playing with The Who uh, last summer. No, well, this was in Marlow, my lovely little village. No, it's not mine. My lovely little town of Marlow. Um, you played an afternoon session and you absolutely smashed it. Yeah, well, we, we, we're having a great time at the moment. Uh, like, uh, we're supposed to be going out on an arena tour, 24, um, before we do the, the car fest thing. Uh, Laverstock Park, it, that, it's just around the corner from me, you know. <laughs> That's very handy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. goodness me. Uh, so here we are. Listen, we're 40 years on. Can I? Can we just... How did UB40 begin? Because like, we can now talk about origin stories. We have this chat a lot with various bands now because it's been so long. How did it all begin for you lot? Well, we were a gang. Um, I suppose you could say we were disenfranchised youth of Thatcher's Britain. That's what all the press used to say. Um, um, basically, we had we were all unemployed. Um, we didn't have any prospects of a job. Um, so for three years, we'd been unemployed. And um, we decided to get a band together. And we were very lucky. We were at the right place at the right time, I suppose. And uh, yeah, within six months, we'd learned our instruments and we'd made an, an album. And our first album sold 8 million copies. So. Unbelievable. <laughs> so unbelievable. Why, do, why do you think it caught light? Why do you think you, you struck a nerve? I mean, clearly there was the um, socio-economic climate at the time, but the tunes still have to be banging, don't they, sell 8 million copies? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I think we were just the flavour of the month, you know, uh, and we were very lucky that Chrissy Hine came to see us. Uh, we'd only played a, a, half, a dozen gigs that year, our first year of playing. And Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders came and saw us. She was number one at the time. And she invited us on a, a British tour, which was 35 dates, you know. So uh, so we did that, released a single, and it went to number four. And the rest is history. The rest <laughs> is history. And I was talking to Gary, your man Gary, last week about various things, including You Good Self um, and UB40 coming to Carfest and basically just thanking him. I don't know if you could sense that I was down on my knees, but I sort of was. And he says, oh, you've got to get Ali on. You've got to get him on. Uh, you got to, He's got some amazing stories. Like the night he went out for dinner with Paul McCartney and Bob Dylan, was it? Or Van Morrison or... I don't, I don't know which I don't know which story he's uh, he's alluding to. Yeah, I know Paul McCartney. He's a lovely man. Did you have uh, dinner once with Paul McCartney and Bob Dylan? Uh, no. 
No, I've never met So how did you how did you be forty travel? Not like not like practically, literally how did they travel, but how did you be forty's music and performances travel around the world? Were you exportable? Did did other continents and countries enjoy your offer, your gifts? Yeah, everywhere except for America really, because um, in the 80s, it was still very racist. Well, it still is in America, but uh, very segregated, the radio. And, of course, we were a multiracial band, so we couldn't go on black radio and we didn't fit on white radio, so we couldn't go on the radio for about five years. Really? Uh, Red, Red, Wine. Red Red Wine went to number one in England and all over the world, and then five years later, it went to number one in America. Uh, so that that's why Red Red Wine's remembered because it had like a double life, you know. Yeah, wow. Um... Still segregated, you know, in 1980, uh, American radio. So there wasn't really anywhere to place us, you know. And what was like? What was the the peak of of everything back in the day? What what was like? I mean, it was all a bit of. It was a purple patch that lasted for ages, wasn't it? How many hits do you have? How many years were you on top of the pops like every other week? What would you say? Well, we, had, we had 40 top 20 hits. 40. Forty. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea it was that many. Yeah, and this band that I'm, I'm fronting now, uh, we've been to seventy countries in the last five years. You know, wow. So we're, you... we're the most travelled uh, reggae band in the world. And are you <laughs> loving it now as much as you did back then? Because you know, every career has its highs and its lows. Every journey has its rain and its sunshine. But from what I could see this summer, I thought he's so in the moment. Oh, I'm loving it, yeah, you know, and uh, of course I feel blessed as well, you know. Yeah. There's not many bands that can, uh, can can carry on for 40-odd years, you know, and still be selling out and stuff, you know. So I feel very blessed, and um, I love being on stage with, with the, the new set that we're doing. Uh, we've, I've got a great guest in Frank Bambini, the drummer with uh, from the Fun Loving Criminals, and he's playing percussion with us now. Wow. And, uh, he's on stage. He's a lot of fun. Well, you so, really do deliver, man. It's um, a fun no, it is. A, it is a. It is a party. It is. It is all the party with these forty hits. You be forty hits. Um, how ironic! You. You. It's in the name. <laughs> Was always thus. And you're going on tour. So this. You have this big tour. This anniversary tour. Um, Carfest.org t- tickets to come and see these guys at Carfest. You be forty dot global for tickets for the other gigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're doing the Arena Tour Twenty Four, which will be taken in Dublin and Liverpool. Wow. Asgo, Leeds, London, Brom, Cardiff, Nottingham. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is all after uh, I come back from Uganda and um, Abu Dhabi, which all is right, where I'm mate. Okay. Uh, you're awesome. Um, Ali, thanks so much for sticking around. Thanks for talking to us um, down the line. Uh, it's a real joy. It's a real honour to have you on the show. And I cannot wait for next Sunday. Uh, sorry, next uh, Carfest and Sunday afternoon, August Bank Holiday. Cheers, pal. Yeah, man, respect, yeah. You're the best. You're the best. 40 top 10 hits. I didn't know that. That's our madnessing madness, isn't it? You know what UB40 means? No, I don't. UB40 was your unemployment card. That was your UB40. Oh, yeah. Like your P45. So just before P45, you got your UB40. No, just after your P45, you got your UB40. That's where the name came from. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. 
Joanne. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. He's the GP who puts great podcasts into general practice and he's now become a maestro. His new BBC Maestro course, A Blueprint for Healthy Living, is available now and he's coming back to Carfest. So if you're looking for a tip-top health strategy, have a listen to our Natterjee with the Chatterjee that Matterjees. It's Dr. Rungan Chatterjee. Rungan Chatterjee, Rungan Chatterjee. Good morning, Rungan. Morning. What an intro. Thanks, Vassos. I appreciate that. Are you talking to us live from your illustrious, infamous, world-renowned podcast studio? I am, Chris. I'm wow. sitting in my chair. I've got all the cameras rolling, just the way like we do the show, for sure. Okay. Just uh, for people who don't know, uh, who've been like, uh, I don't know, on another planet for the last few years, uh, what is your podcast? When did it start? What's it about? Uh, and give us some of your most recent highlights. Uh, the podcast is called Feel Better, Live More. It started in January 2018. So this January, it's going to be six years, which I can barely believe it's been going <laughs> that long. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's very hard to choose what are some of the highlights, but recent ones, I know a conversation I had with this Buddhist monk, Geelong Tubton, who I know you enjoyed that conversation, Chris. You had Geelong, you had Tubton on your show as well, I think a couple of weeks later. That was a wonderful conversation about what it truly means to live a happy, contented, and I guess in many ways, healthy life. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. We just dropped this morning a few hours ago, a conversation with Shane Parrish, um, who, as you know, wrote this wonderful book called Clear Thinking. Yeah. And it's just a brilliant conversation about how we make better decisions and how we use rules in our life to help us make better decisions. So yeah, I love doing the show each week. We found out that it's just past 200 million listens. Congratulations. Started, what about which, that? Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, mate, if I'm honest. But I just feel incredible gratitude that I get to do it each week and that so many people like listening. And also you have an in-house guru who's on the production team, your wife, who for me came up with one of the greatest affirmations. And you know this because I, I, I've talked about it on the show since you were around at ours. She said, it's not about somebody's action. It's about the energy behind the action. Yeah, I think that's a, um, I think that's an important philosophy for all of us. So, you know, let's say alcohol, right? Many people have a, a you know, a love-hate relationship with alcohol. They enjoy drinking, but it makes them feel bad afterwards. Now, I think it's far too simplistic to say alcohol is either good or bad it depends what role it's playing in your life. So this is where the energy behind the behavior becomes really important, right? So if you're drinking alcohol each night because you are disconnected in your life, you don't enjoy your job, you feel lonely, you feel isolated, and alcohol is your way of feeling less isolated, you're numbing the discomfort in your life, well, that's going to have a certain impact on you, and a, but a very different impact 
if we compare that to someone who, let's say, is meeting up with their friends and likes half a glass of wine to sort of bond with their buddies or a beer or whatever it might be, the point isn't whether alcohol is good or not. It's the energy behind the behavior that determines its impact on us. And I guess, I don't know, Chris, I mean, we're, we're talking in the middle of November, right? And we could apply that principle to health, right? So a lot of people will now be thinking, well, it's coming to a hectic part of the year. And so forget health at the moment. Let's just wait till January. Let's get through November. Let's get through the madness of December. We'll start in January. But I was thinking about this this morning, Chris, and it's very much like that conversation I had with Tubson. What's the energy going on behind something? If you are pushing, changing your health until January, you are getting very good at pushing things away. You're getting, you're becoming an expert and saying, no, not now. You know, my health is in the future. My happiness is in the future. But we know that simply doesn't work. So if anyone's listening, Chris, and they are thinking about getting healthy in 2024, I say, why can't you start today? What's one small thing you could do today that gets you on that journey? So you're up and running when January the 1st comes by. We're always thinking about the same things. I wrote this down to talk about on today's show, and we haven't done it so far, but you've just said it. I wrote this down literally to talk about today. If you're serious about changing your life, you'll find a way. If you're not, you'll find an excuse. I mean, that says it all. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. you just said it. I'm just like, you know, that's what I wrote down. Oh, my goodness me. What about this one? Uh, Here we go. Here we go. I like it when we start doing this. A wise man said, worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. Why do we worry so much, Rongan? Well, we worry so much because it's what's kept us alive for hundreds of thousands of years. I mean, we have to remember that there's nothing wrong with you if you're worrying. Right. I know it's almost a cliche these days, but um, like if you think about it, for most of our revolution as humans, you had to overreact. You had to worry. You had to know if that rustling that you heard was the wind or whether it was a predator in the bush about to attack. Right. So you are rewarded for overly worrying, for being anxious. So that's why we've got it. It just so happens that many of us today, not all of us I recognize, but many of us are living in relatively safe environments. So that negativity bias that helped us so beautifully for 99% of our evolution doesn't help us today. You know, we struggle today and it makes us anxious. We ruminate about things. We can't live in the present moment because we're too worried about what's happened in the past or what happens tomorrow. So that's one of the reasons. Another thing I think it's useful for people to reflect on is the quality of their sleep, Chris, because we know that sleep deprivation, for example, and we know that, you know, on average, people are sleeping one to two hours less than they were 60 years ago, which is utterly remarkable. But when you sleep five hours a night compared to eight hours a night, there's a part of your brain called the amygdala, which is the emotional part of your brain, that can be up to 50% more active. Just think about that. So if you're not sleeping well, and I get that some people find it hard and they've got young children or they've got a lot of stress in their life, but we've got to acknowledge still that if we're not sleeping well, we are going to be more anxious the following day. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It means that actually that's a consequence of not sleeping. And so my whole approach, Chris, with patients, with the public, with anyone who asks me questions is to help them get to the root cause of their problems and for many people, the root cause is the fact that they're not sleeping enough. And so, you know, it, it's not going to be for everyone, but that's 
that's a, some of my sort of top line thoughts on why so many of us worry all the time, basically. Pretty good top line thoughts. I've had just an idea while you're speaking there, Rungan, because you are in front of our very eyes and now in this moment, our ears. You know you're turning into a guru. You know that, don't you? I don't really know how to answer that. You don't just... have to. You don't have to. You are literally turning into a guru because what happens with gurus is you can ask them any question. They just know the answer. And of course, you have training as a medical doctor and you've written all these books. You've done all this research. You've interviewed all these people. But you are still coming up with things that you haven't experienced. You are coming up with answers that you couldn't possibly know. You're just channeling them from somewhere else. And that means you're a guru. So congratulations. Well done. Okay, well, thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing I, I have changed over the last Come few on, years. tell us. My podcast has helped me do this. Yes. It's to not overly worry. I know we were just talking about that, but it's, mm. to, it's to really just show up in the moment and be who you are at that time. Yes. And so it's all we can ever do, right? I used to be a real perfectionist. I still have those tendencies, but I've let go of a lot of them. It's interesting. I spoke to Adam Grant last week, the psychologist. So we haven't released it yet. It comes out in a couple of weeks on my podcast. Can't wait for that one, by the way. It was an awesome conversation. And at the end, Adam did something to me. I don't know if if my wife is going to keep this in the show. We'll take it out, actually, because at the end, Adam does something that he does when he's writing books, when he's with his students, he asks them for feedback. So at the end of the show, we finish, we've said bye-bye, and he goes, okay, Rongan, how did I do? I was like, oh, um, I I saw, well, I'm going to critique the world famous Professor Adam Grant on my show. So I felt really uncomfortable. But one of the things I ended up saying to him is that, because he said, wrong, what could I have done better? And I said, Adam, listen, this couldn't have gone any better because all it could ever have been is what it was in this moment. And that's something I've learned over the years of doing podcasting, Chris, is that you know, I used to beat myself up afterwards and go, oh, you should have asked this question. You should have asked that question. And now I think, well, the conversation I have with my guests is going to be a reflection of who they are in that moment, who I am in this moment. And it can never be any more than that. Otherwise, it would have been. So, I mean, that's quite philosophical, I mate. Like but that's it. Really I how like it. That's, that's a great answer. Because what you're saying is in the moment, the questions weren't there to be asked. Yeah. Love it. It's, and I think it's a great approach to all of us in our life, right? We're, all we're doing is the best that we can. And that's all we can do. And, you know, two questions I often ask my patients to ask themselves each night are what went well today and what can I do differently tomorrow? And they're so simple, but so powerful because it just means on a daily basis, in a very compassionate way, you're reflecting and learning about yourself. It could be, you know what? What went well today? Well, I'm knackered. I was super stressed at work. I got back late, but I still found time to cook my family a home-cooked meal, for Mm. example. And then what can I do better tomorrow? It might be, well, the reason I was knackered was because I stayed up watching Netflix too late. And so I was exhausted all day. So I had higher stress. I had too much caffeine. I had too much sugar. Tonight, you know what? I'm not going to watch that second episode of the box set. I'll stop after one. And if people just ask themselves those two questions each day, you'll find in a few weeks, you'll be like a different person, but not because you beat yourself up, because you just very compassionately help yourself look at your life and look at it a little bit differently. Amazing. We talked about that um, at the beginning of this week and at the end of last week. Instead of trying to stay on top of things, get to the bottom of things and discover the roots that lead to an upward spiral. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Hey, Chris, can I just talk about Carfest for a second? Sure you can. Because... 
I was thinking about CarFest this morning and I knew I was coming on to talk to you today. Yes. And I asked my kids before they went to school, I said, hey, look, I'm talking to Chris in about an hour. You know, you're looking forward to CarFest next year. And they both had big smiles on their face. They were like, yeah, absolutely. I said, okay, what is it you like about CarFest? And they both said the same thing. They said the atmosphere. And it was really interesting. I didn't know what they were going to say. I didn't know if they were going to say the bands or the young driving, that they, the, the young drivers thing that they did last year. But it was the atmosphere. And I think if someone hasn't been to CarFest, I don't think they realize just how powerful the atmosphere is, how, how happy and supportive the community is. And let's even look at that through the lens of health, because with health, we often think about you know, food and movement and sleep and stress. And those things are really important. But human connection, right, with people who are not our family or our friends, that's very important. But strangers, you know, being around other people who are strangers who are into similar things as you are, is actually really, really important for your health. There was this wonderful 2021 study by the psychologist, Chris, that basically said positive interactions with strangers help us serve basic needs such as feeling connected, appreciated, along perhaps with the realization of personal growth in ourselves. Now, that is so relevant because in this increasingly digitized world where we work from home, we're on Zooms, we can do yoga now on YouTube in our house, we don't actually need to go to a class anymore. There is something so powerful about going to events, being around other people in these communities. And uh, I just wanted to add that I think there's a health benefit for people to go to car <laughs> fest, is, as well is. as an enjoyment one. It depends on what you get up to. But if you hang around with you wrong, and it's probably going to be the former, uh, I didn't mention what the latter might be, but I think people could probably imagine it was that for many years. Not anymore. Carfest.org for tickets uh, to do with what Rongan's talking about. So I had this idea while you were talking, Rongan, about the fact that, you know, what can we do again this year, next year that we haven't done before? I think we we could go with a, a Rongan Chatterjee a, ARA, Ask Rongan Anything, but you just pop up and we do like one or two uh, sessions per day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe we have a, a mass Rongan, Dr. Rongan surgery in front of the main stage for half an hour. And we just literally, no preamble from us. Get straight into the questions because you answer them so eruditely and so, so, so infinitely wisely. This is what I'm saying. I think you're speaking from beyond your own wisdom and your own experience and your own training, which is why you've just achieved guru status. I think you reconfirmed it, by the way. Um, you have to reconfirm it since I announced it a few moments ago. <laughs> well, Chris, listen, I'm up for anything at CarFest. I love it. And I, I just love being on stage. I love talking to people. I love answering their questions. So yeah, if you think that's going to be a good thing for people, I'd love to do it. I'm sure we'll do whatever, whatever's there. I mean, the thing is, if you're if you're present enough, if you put the work into being present enough, it takes the pressure off away from the moment and then opens the moment up to which it was really to, for for whatever it was really intended to towards. And that's the feeling you get the more you relax and get in the moment, and. The hard way is hard, but the easy way is harder. And if you have these practices and these rituals to get your yourself into the right mindset for each, each and every day with this a lovely three or four or five minute positive mental attitude routine the second you get out of bed, it flicks the switches 
in the right direction and gives yourself gives you a better chance to setting off on the right road to the right destination whether you ever get there or not it's sort of irrelevant because it is always about the journey but the more you can put yourself in that situation having done all the training all the press-ups in the car park then the more the moment will come and meet you halfway if not more and deliver what it's truly meant for along with your collaboration because we're all a double act aren't we Obviously, we have, you know, you, you make your podcast with your team and with your wife and you've got your kids and i got a Rachel and Bass here in the team. But we have a permanent double act and it's with the moment. That's, that's you know, it's it's not Morecambe and Wise, it's Morecambe and the moment. It's not Laurel and Hardy, it's Laurel and the moment. It's not Rolls and Royce, it's Rolls and the moment. It's not Vass and Chris, it's Vass and the moment. It's not uh, Rach, Vass and Chris, it's Rach and the moment and Vass and Chris. And you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, Chris, and, and it's something that, you know, we hear it a lot, don't we? Be in the moment, be in the moment. How are we going to do that, though? You know, because I'm thinking about the future. I'm ruminating on the past. And this is where daily practices come in to help you be in the moment. I know, um, I think it was 20 or 20 minutes ago, you were talking about taking, was it three deep breaths? Just, the- yeah, or just one to remind yourself you can, you know? Yeah, and I don't think people realise certainly when I talk to patients, I don't think people realize just how powerful something like that is because many of us are pretty much never in the moment these days. We wake up, we pick up our smartphones, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. We um, are looking at emails. We're constantly being brought out of the moment. So even if you, for the first five minutes of your day, do nothing, you don't put on your phone, you just sit there pay attention to your breath, maybe have a cup of coffee if you enjoy that, in silence, not scrolling Instagram at the same time, you start to remind yourself, well, what is the moment? Well, this is the present moment. And by doing it once, you're much more likely to do that again later in your day. And, you know, you mentioned Vid, my wife, her mum in her house, I think she has a green, um, a green circle on the wall I think it's green. I could I could have the color wrong, but a circle on the wall. And all it is for her is it's a prompt that whenever she walks past it is to take a deep breath, get into her body, feel her feet. And I love it because we all need these little reminders to go, hey, you know what? I just need to be in the moment again. And it suddenly starts to change everything. Yeah. And, you know, next week, Chris, and you've been instrumental in helping set this up for me. So thank you. I finally have a slot with Eckhart Tolle to um, interview him next week for my podcast. So I literally can't wait for that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you so for your help. No, you're welcome. I'm glad I could be of any kind of service to to um, to manifest that happening. Rongan, you're a proper pal nowadays. Uh, I can't wait to see you and your family again. You know where we live. Um, you had the keys for a week. <laughs> Thankfully, you returned them. Um, you have the keys to the kingdom of this car fest. Thanks for your support. Uh, have a great day. Have a great week and love to the fam. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Okay, he's the best. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's he, always, he was he always is. good anyway. He's taking it up again, don't you think? Absolutely. By the way, he's not painting circles all around the house today. That's mm. what I'm doing. Absolutely, totally. Love the 80s? <laughs> then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.